0: MetCloud. Get connected, cyber safe is our mantra. From tailored, managed security solutions to our next generation cloud platform, MetCloud will drive your organization forward and help it thrive. You can keep up to date with us in all things cybersecurity by following us on Twitter at metcloud underscore com. We're also on LinkedIn and YouTube You can find the links to our social media pages and blogs via our website, metcloud.com.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Vanguard Podcast, everyone. And my guest today is Isabel Bickler, who is co-founder and COO of Retrain.ai, which is a company that utilizes technology data to help organizations find the best talent and prepare their employees for future jobs. Ultimately, addressing the global skills gap whilst improving employability for all. Just recently, Isabel was selected as one of the top five finalists out of 98 contestants for the Women in Artificial Intelligence Awards North America 2022. This, in addition to the plethora of educational certifications, including a Bachelor of Law and also a Masters of Business Administration. Isabel, welcome to the Vanguard Podcast, and thanks so much for joining me this morning.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: It's my pleasure. It really is my pleasure. And um, going through the intro and and reading about Bachelor of Law and MBAs and so forth, and now we're in retrain.ai, which is what you're doing now. Could you give us a potted history of Isabel Bickler and and your career to date and and how you're now at and and co-founder of retrain.ai?
0: Yes, of course. So I'm Isabelle, and I'm the co-founder and COO of Retrain AI. And I'm actually an HR tech veteran. Um, the first company I've built at the age of 24 was also a company in the same domain, connecting contingent workforce to job opportunities. And after three years, I sold it successfully to a big staffing company. Um, and since then, I've actually uh, became an investor as a wealth manager of investment in tech, uh, mainly. So managing portfolios of, of startups, uh, really the whole gamut from pre-seed companies to uh, companies going public, two of the companies under my management went public. So really seeing the whole uh, gamut of, of startups and tech and the involvement of that space uh, in various um, domains, such as fintech and prop tech and cyber. Um, and two years ago, I've established Retrain AI together with my two co-founders, to help solve this huge problem that we call the skills gap and the talent shortage. Um, And since then, Retrain uh, AI has been very, very busy um, to help large enterprises and governments hire faster, retain longer, and develop smarter their people. So thank you for having me. I hope it's a a brief summary of uh, my career until now. Yeah, no, Uh, it's great. Yeah, an interesting note about that is is—is my, I just recently graduated from NYU from the um, uh, program of the Masters of Science, um, and it was really fascinating to leverage what I'm doing at work with academic research, and the main topic of research was about ethical AI and diversity, equity, and inclusion risks, really kind of model it, quantify it, uh, and hope to suggest some mitigation strategies for that, those risks. Wow. How, how,
1: there's, there's so many questions in that, in that last three minutes. Um, I've probably booked about a minute, uh, an hour's worth of podcasts, but <laughs> the first thing I'm going to ask you is, um, and it's the last bit you, that you mentioned that you recently graduated um, mm-hmm. NYU. Yeah. It seems to be that a lot of entrepreneurs um and and you know business owners business founders have that continual education through their through their career stream if you will you know mm-hmm. there's there's always that continual education whether it's you know someone learning a new language or whether it's someone doing an mba because you know yeah. the company's got so big that they need to have structure around their business exactly. is that do you believe in your career that that's, that's what's helped you get to where you, you've, you know, you've achieved by selling businesses and, and, and helping, you know, that VC type um, career and now starting um, and, and developing Retrain?
0: Right. Do, um, is that a
1: major focus for you or, or, or certainly a foundation for your career?
0: it's it's a pillar i mm-hmm. well my my company actually is is based on that on yeah, of continuous course. upskilling and reskilling yeah. and specifically in this fast-paced world you always have to continuously learn and so i did my mba i felt it was good at the time and after a while i felt i need more and i want to understand better and there are so many topics i want to to learn uh it could be also chemistry and uh, you know history but really, I wanted to leverage what I'm doing at work uh, and, and gain more understanding of that world and, and gain the academic formal education. And I'm going to continue to do that as well. I want to continue to do a PhD. Um, and I think everybody should do that. But it not, it's not necessarily a formal education. It could be courses. It could be just, you know, uh, those informal um, mm-hmm. uh, training and I think it is it is in this world you need to do that. And, and this is what Retrain is doing because we're believing that the skills gap is a very big problem and it's a billion people problem. You have yep. today in the workforce, uh, the world uh, workforce, 3 billion people going to work every morning and mm-hmm. a third of them is not going to be relevant for employment if they're not doing a significant upskilling or riskling um, um uh, activities, so so that's why again I'm I'm eating my own dog food. If you wanted, absolutely. The
1: the the I guess the thing that we see constantly now, certainly in the tech world, I'm in the tech world, cybersecurity security world, mm-hmm. um, is that most companies do see the benefit of continuous training uh or Mm -hmm. upskilling as you say with um with most of their staff i guess Mm -hmm. you know someone like me who's 50 years old and and um a young 50 year old obviously i'll say that
0: in tech tech it's called old sorry
1: it is and and you're (laughs) absolutely right
0: the median do you know what's the median age in tech
1: it has to be low 30 surely
0: it's low thirties. It's it's between twenty nine and thirty one, and yeah. actually cross industries, is forty one. So yeah, Wow. you so consider I, a dinosaur now. <laughs> uh, absolutely.
1: Thanks. Thanks for making my day. By the way, that's sorry. It's not- no. It, it, it's all right. It keeps me young working with younger people. So that's got to be exactly. a good thing. keeps my mind. You know, in my mind, I'm still twenty five anyway. Um, but the, but the good thing is that you know we we do see this continual training. You know, there there are yeah. there are new. There are new solutions that we have to use within our workspace. There are new operating systems maybe coming yeah. out for certain yeah. for certain applications. So we we have to be malleable, don't we, to to, to ensure that we're flexible on learning all this new stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Unlike, you know, probably uh, in my parents' time where trying mm-hmm. to show them how to use a mobile phone was nigh on impossible. Um, we do need to continue to do that, whether it's, as I said, languages or whatever. Do we see many companies now still pushing back on that and saying no we don't need to train our staff they know what they're doing do we still see that or or is are they becoming dinosaurs now in 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 our well, world
0: no no so so let me kind of maybe talk about what's going on in this, this uh, hr you know world yeah please. state of the union so just just kind of a, a brief um, explanation is that Right now, when COVID was really a major accelerator for that, yeah, we're seeing a major shift in in all the HR work due to a lot of those uh, challenges that they have. The first challenge, of course, is is shortage of talent, accessing the skilled and right talent. Uh, and just in the states, there's twelve point five million job openings, while you have only seven million people yeah. uh, job as job seekers. So this wow. is a very big gap uh, it changes all the time but last time i've checked that was the the that those were the numbers um on the other hand you also have um 1.4 people a million people that are considered um long-term unemployed meaning after more than six months they were they were looking for a position and couldn't find any so on one hand you have almost 5 million job openings or 5.5, depending how you count it, Five, more, uh, 5 million job openings. And on the other hand, you have 1.4 million people looking for a job for more than six months. And this is really the skills gap because they cannot be employed. They don't have the requisite skills, right? Yep. And so, so organizations need to have those skilled people. They're looking for them. And so they continuously look for them, and then they see that they have a lot of people in the organization that could be a good fit, but they need some training. They have some skills gap, or even for external candidates coming into the organization, you can still upskill or reskill people to make them a good fit. So these are the things that HRs are now understanding that they need to do proactively, those training and educational skills. Um, initiative to have mm-hmm. a skilled workforce. On the other hand, by the way, you do have another phenomenon called the, the uh, big resignation, the, uh, or maybe the uh, basically people quitting. So the quit rate in the States right now is between three to 4% per month, depending on industry, but this is yep. a very big problem. And to retain people, what we've found is most of the people that leave, and again, depending on the levels and the industries and so forth, but most of them are not leaving because of the pay, the salary, or because of their boss. They're leaving because they don't see how they can progress in their careers. Mm-hmm. So by combining that, those upskilling and reskilling opportunities provided to employees, you actually get a more trained workforce and, on the other hand, more engaged people to see how they can progress to a future better career within the organization. So right now, the spending on on corporate training in the States is $180 billion. Wow. Um, dollars and, and it's increasing but we do see and, and that's why Retrain is helping here we do see that only 12% of those skills learned in those initiatives are really applied to the work so that's a very big inefficiency we think the problem is that you're not learning the relevant content for your uh relevant skills for your relevant career progression and by combining all those thoughts so understanding the skills that you have as a person the ambitions that you have and the demand that you have right now the job opening in your organization we're able to understand the skills gap to to actually make you accelerate and progress into those in-demand positions and connect you to the right training opportunity the right educational content to, to basically uh, bridge the skills gap that you have. And so it's a, it's a data problem, and that's what we're doing at Retrain AI. We're a talent intelligence platform, yep. and we're basically um, analyzing all those skills to be able to provide all those different recommendations for connecting a talent to a position, connecting uh, a person to uh, training opportunities, and so forth.
1: So, one of the questions I have, and and you're, I, I absolutely understand where you're coming from. You know, it's a huge market. <clears throat> excuse me, and and the there is a particular skills gap, certainly in the cybersecurity world, where where mm-hmm. where I where I sit right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: However, you know, we're doing everything we can as a business to, to ensure that skills skills gap. You know, shrinks, and we're 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 giving the right training to the right people, and so forth. Mm-hmm. But is the onus should the onus be just on the corporate world, or should it also be on governments as well?
0: Oh, definitely. But it started with being uh, at the government hands, right? Yeah. Uh, actually, one of the first projects we have taken uh, was working with the Israeli Department of Labor. Yeah. And first analyzing the market in Israel, understanding what are the Uh, occupations in demand, what are the skills now that are becoming um, very, very um, uh, emerging skills or uh, obsolete skills. And by doing so, we were able to expand that project to provide all the citizens of an understanding, a quick assessment of their skills, and also connect them to the right training opportunities that the government is sponsoring. So making that whole sponsorship of training much more efficient based on the in-demand positions the emerging occupations and kind of having all those people a, a more um a workforce that is more skilled and and, and ready to be uh, for the future of work basically future proof. So yes, I think it's a it's a governmental uh, responsibility. But as the gov- governments have challenges and it takes yeah. them more time and they're not up to date and they have sometimes the data is not very um, it's outdated and so forth. That's why corporates are taking more responsibility here and stepping in and saying, Hey, we're going to do it ourselves. And they're spending a lot of money on learning and development opportunities.
1: Yeah that makes perfect sense. So so the innovative side of of your organ of your business and 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 what you provide is I guess taking the skills of the individual and taking the skills of the certain positions that are available from your clients matching them together and and finding a the right candidate and b looking at the holes within that candidate of of their knowledge and training and then providing the trainings to suit is that correct Exactly
0: exactly so what we've done and we've built a huge Um, knowledge-based asset, uh, a data asset about the skills and the occupations and the courses. Um, So we want to understand basically three entities, people. So Mm -hmm. people are an aggregation of skills and we understand by learning from different data sources, if it's a CV, uh, LinkedIn page, all the different information that we can find in HR uh, systems, which we There's a lot of them. If it's the human capital management system, the uh, applicant tracking system and Mm -hmm. so forth, combining all of those, we can learn from your work experience, from your activities, from your courses that you've taken, what are the skills? What is your profile of skills? By looking at skills, we think this is the most atomic level that we can um, analyze and by that make a very accurate match to positions by looking at the skills and not at the job title, for example. And then we go and analyze occupations and positions. And for for that, we have um, really developed more. We we have right now, our asset has more than 1.5 billion data points about labor. So we've taken job boards, we've analyzed the trends, right? We've taken, uh, we've aggregated and collected sources from um, taxonomies, That's best known taxonomies uh, from the European market, it's called ESCO. From the Department of Labor of the states, it's called ONET, it and, and so forth. Uh, we have analyzed also, of course, LinkedIn. LinkedIn yep. has more than seven hundred million profiles and job descriptions. So we've analyzed all of those data points about labor to understand again what are the skills for a specific position. And this is a—it's it's actually a very uh, tough, tough, and, and a high barrier to. to to pass. So we've done all that data work to be able to have the best fit candidate to an open position. And and so we have models, we call it solutions for talent acquisition. So matching people from outside the organization to positions that are open right now. So really having the best fit candidates and the right uh, candidates talking about diversity uh that, that's a part of it to achieve all those diversity, equity, and inclusion goals. So really having the right and diverse people match to positions and quickly. So we're really decreasing the, the hiring time because, as you said, as a manager, as a hiring manager, you know how tough it is to find the right candidate. And often you don't have any candidate. It's not just having an abundance of CV and having difficulty screening. It's also sometimes not having any source of people coming in. So we're going to help you find those people by bringing um, the vast majority of of, uh, the the sources and databases that we have about Candidate, and we're going to help you screen them very accurately to the skills uh, profile of the position you have. So that's one model. This is the talent acquisition one. The talent management one is, again, looking at the skills of your internal people, The people that you already have in your organization and basically already um, kind of uh, uh, delineating the career pathways that they can have in in your organization. And so by doing so, of course, you're increasing retention, increasing engagement and performance. And on the other hand, you're also filling open positions because Mm -hmm. now I can connect internal people to open position, it's actually cheaper than having external candidates. So for big, large organization, this is a very good solution. And the third model, which is the learning and development, which 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 uh, we talked about, it's really connecting those, uh, after understanding the skills of those people and understanding the skills gap that they have, we can fill those skills gap with the learning and development opportunities that exist in the organization. We've worked actually with a very big healthcare company and we found that this company is really investing a lot in their people. They're mm-hmm. um, investing in training opportunities, investing in mentorships, in, in coaching and of course in, in they have many, many open positions but people are leaving them and of course there's a problem of burnout and nurses uh, shortage. This is a specific industry, the healthcare industry challenges but as a whole people were not even uh, this was not accessible for the people in the organization, all those fast opportunities they did not know about. So mm-hmm. gaining visibility and understanding how it's relevant for you. Well, this position could be actually this open position could be actually a good fit for you. You should know about that. And this course could be really good for you to progress into that uh, position. So now connecting all the dots, people know how they can progress and they want to stay in your company, at least before they, they're thinking of leaving. They they look at the opportunities and and look at all the options available in this company. So these are the three models uh, that we've uh, basically developed throughout wow. the last two years. Wow,
1: it sounds amazing. It really does. It's basically, you know, it's almost like that career defining. I don't know, conversation that you would have at a mate down the pub, but, you know, obviously a lot, exactly. more, a lot more analytical. With no beer. Yeah, no exactly, beer. and a lot more analytical <laughs> and a lot more accurate. Exactly. Because- we
0: think it's it's not art. It's not, a, you know, based on on hunches. Yeah. Or just a, a recommendation of a peer or, or manager. It is a science. Yeah. And and that's what we've done. <laughs> If data had a sound, it could be this, the sound of important and sensitive information leaking out of your business. MetCloud, get connected, cyber safe.
1: And as you say, it's so relevant now, you know, we've just gone through, you know, arguably the toughest two years of any of our lives. And, you know, I say that very loosely because obviously there's a a lot of generations before us probably think we've got it easy. But, um, (laughs) you know, we've gone through a really, really tough patch. And, you know, (laughs) I've said this on the podcast before. I have a 15-year-old son. Mm-hmm. And he's at that stage now where he really needs to start thinking about what he's going to do as a career um, mm-hmm. because that defines his next two years at school. Uh, it defines what subjects he needs to take, um, where he wants to go. And, and and you know, like every child or most children, they want to either be professional singers or, um, you know, sports stars, footballers, yeah. cricketers, whatever they want to be. Yes. Um, but, you know, we all know in the real world, there's a very small percentage that are lucky enough to do that. Um, exactly. Do you, do you find, a, 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 you know, a, a, an application, a, you know, a product or a company like yours, do you find that filtering down from the corporate space and, and actually going into the education space and, and, and helping 15-, 16-year-old children start to look at where they want to go in their careers? Because I see this as a huge issue at the moment.
0: So first of all, definitely. And okay. we have some use cases, some companies uh, approaching us for that exactly for this purpose. Uh, and, and by the way, that's what I was telling you about in, with the Israeli um, yep. government. That's it's exactly kind of directing people, understanding quickly, where what are the skills that they have? What are their strengths and weaknesses? What are the gaps? Yep. And directing them based on that and based on what the market Uh, demand is. So meeting those needs with their skills and how can they progress quickly. Basically, I call it the ways, the Google Maps of careers. Um, So this is definitely an interesting uh, opportunity and we're seeing a lot of those coming in. We're very focused as a startup in execution. So you start very, very focused with a narrow scope about helping enterprises and mm-hmm. just about helping them on specific things for recruiting people, for sourcing yeah. people, for internal mobility, and for learning and development. But that's definitely while we expand, doing also uh, that amazing thing for for the rest of the world, and also going for those young people, young um, or entry level employees, and helping them make those critical decisions in their career and the future.
1: Yeah. I personally, um, and from what I've seen and and the conversation we've had and, and I I look at this and think every single secondary school and every single college with a career advisor Mm -hmm. should have this there, Totally should have access to this, should be running their, you know, their students from year 11 onwards, uh, should be running those students through these uh, through this um, AI program to see what skills they have or what interests they have because let's face it we can all learn but it's also passion you know you're not going to stay in a job or you're not going to stay in a career if you don't love exactly. what you do. and exactly. to be able to match passion skill set intelligence and all that and put it in the mix and using data and intelligent data from extreme high amounts of data sets. To 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 ping out some some areas of of um, interest or or a career for you know kids fifteen plus I think I think there's a massive market for that I I, I, I can understand how excited yeah. you are.
0: No, and it's not just that by the way, academia as well, right yep. just to tweak their curriculum and yes. change it according to what's going on in the real world yep. because there is a mismatch, right? Yep. I just graduated from NYU. What can I do with my studies to really apply it at work? Well, actually, I really like that uh, program because it was flexible enough to give me those things that I need for my work, but not most of the system most of the programs are very, very stiff and haven't changed much in years. Yeah. So that's why it's also very uh, interesting for going after universities. But again, one step, at home, <laughs> uh, step <laughs> by step, but but definitely I think um, in terms of the problem itself, it's a data problem. You yes. need to be informed yep. and to for make all those critical decisions. And that's what we're doing by actually taking this, collecting all those data points, aggregating them, looking at the patterns, understanding that with AI yep uh and and giving your recommendation by the way that are explainable so you can understand the input and the output why was this position specifically recommended for this individual but well, this is a, a different kind of topic but talking about responsible and ethical ai having yeah. a white box solution.
1: yeah 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 that makes perfect sense so one of the questions, I'm going to get back to you a little bit now because, uh, I mean, I, I love the concept of this. I really do. And obviously, it's it's close to home, obviously, with my 15-year-old trying to decide what he wants to do in his life. And yeah. and as I turn around to him um, and say, you know, you may decide now, but by the time you're 25, it'll probably be completely opposite to what you thought. <laughs> and that's okay, too. You know, <laughs> um, there, there, there's opportunities for all of us in different ways, shapes, or form when it, yeah. at any stage of your career. Don't. Don't believe that making a decision now is going to define your career for the next sixty years because it's not. Um, and, <laughs> and you know we're all testament to that. I mean, you're perfectly testament to that. Studying, exactly. you know, you exactly. you 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 you're, you're a bat, you've got a bachelor of law. You're trained, you know, a, a qualified lawyer. You've also <laughs> got an MBA, so you know what you're doing in regards to running a business. And here you are with a startup. You know, um, so you could have yeah. done VC. You, you know, you've done all that totally. as well. So it has you know, Yeah, pivot, yes. pivoting's okay in life. Pivoting is a good thing. But
0: it's just be aware of what what is the skill set you have and yeah, what is exactly. your passion, and not not also compromise. So everything you're doing, you're constantly evaluating is it good enough is it you know when i became an attorney i wanted i came with a passion of solving a lot of problems for people and helping people but then i said well i can do much more and the impact I can bring would be on doing technology and having technology for specifically for hrs and so i i've established my company because yeah. i felt this is a much larger impact i can bring and and so that that is how i see the world but i think Retrain is helping you really see what is your skills profile and yep. then make it really accurate for you to know where to progress.
1: Wow. Really love it. So do you have, a, have you defined um, within your business plan or within your life plan, I guess, have you defined, you know, the, the next three milestones, um, you know, for that journey over the next 18 months 24 months, 36 months.
0: We're having a lot of plans. And and the main one was when we started, the first thing you want to do is can we develop this? So yes, we've, we've checked the box here and we've done an amazing, we have really the AI luminaries, the best people you can imagine in terms of um, data science and, and engineering. Um, so that is the first the first step. Then we had can we sell this? Is are yeah. people buying this? Is it something that people need? What is the unique selling prop- uh, proposition value proposition? And so yes, people can and definitely we see more challenges in specific industries so that's why we're tackling finance and healthcare and technology. We know they have challenges that we can solve right away. Now, and now the question is can we scale it? Yeah. so we have very specific metrics we want to get to you know the, the startups have the ARR that you need to get to so you need to triple it and so the positioning you want to be in you want to lead this market and so uh this is the, these are the milestones that we want to achieve right now and we're right now you know expanding here in the states is is my main goal as the COO running sales marketing and operations mm-hmm. so having that uh product that really fits all those needs that I was talking about and can bring immediate value to the users to the different stakeholders and continuously replicate and expand that
1: got it got it the joys of a startup running operations sales and marketing that easy huh (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, but this is fun actually. I think oh, it's, um, Well,
1: I was yeah. going to touch on that. I was going to touch on that. You know, we we can talk about skills and so, which you've got an abundance of, clearly. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I I would say also, and this is important for me as a as a person. We are doing also. It's doing good and doing well. It's not just yeah. uh, doing well, right? It's and and I want to have and us as funders and and the company itself, all our employees. I think we all have. We share the same passion about bringing value good social impact to the world so we're a for-profit organization but if we can also touch upon many many different uh, people so we want to have more than 10 million users right Mm -hmm. and also um, help them find more fulfilling and meaningful positions and and careers but we're doing some projects that you may find well we're getting money for that of course but it is also with a social impact for example we have a uh, large uh, nonprofit that we're helping. Uh, this nonprofit is actually re-entering senior citizens back into the workforce. And when I'm saying senior, it's 65 years old. It's not really uh, very uh, you know senior people. No, it's it's I kind agree. of mid. But yep. these people can find themselves out of the cycle. So we're re-entering them and we're helping Basically, also ageism here.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So
0: there's many, many more opportunities like that. Helping the the, the government uh, basically reduce the unemployment rate is a major um, social impact, right? So these are the things that we're also keen to continuously do. I
1: I, I love that. I love that. I, I guess my my final question on retrain, if I may, and and that is, do you see an element of 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 your solution? Um, being publicly available like a LinkedIn type product, or or is it more corporate enterprise focused and and obviously education, like we spoke about. So,
0: so yeah, at the end of the the, the day, uh, after establishing uh, our position in this market of enterprises, yeah, then we can continue and go to the the B two to C basically. That's yep. what you're saying. Yep. It could be also B two G to see like yeah, our it could government. Be, yep. Yeah, consumer definitely uh, again you see the value of that so it is and it's on everybody's mind right yep. what is the next step what is the future of work things are changing so fast digital transformation was accelerated with oh, COVID. phenomenal work so the whole the nature of work has changed and people are re- reevaluating. That's what you are seeing. Also, the great resignation. People are re- reevaluating everything. So, should I work remotely? Should I actually work in this or do something else? Yeah. Uh, gig economy, right? It's thirty percent of everything of the, the workforce right now. Contingent workforce, and it's growing. So, all those major shifts. It's like a tectonic change now. Just tectonic shift is going to make people wonder. And we we're here to help and bring data into that process and help them. Uh, get to that um, understanding of what are the skills that I have, how can I progress and to reach opportunities. So definitely there's an opportunity there. But again, as a startup right now, I'm very, very focused on just um, getting the traction I need with of course. huge enterprises. And And yes, it could be also a bottom-up approach. So having employees use that and then continue and use that not just in the organization itself.
1: Yeah. No, I, um, my head's spinning because I, <laughs> I, I can absolutely understand where you could go with this, or, or you know, uh, from an outsider looking in. Of course, I'm not in the HR yeah. world. You know, I'm I'm a manager trying to hire staff, and but I've also been someone that's, you know, at the start of COVID, mm-hmm. had a bit of a career shift and thought, you know, I don't know what I want to do now, and I took six months off. Um, oh. I lost a heap of weight, got fit. I um, <laughs> spent so much time with my children and my family, which I just absolutely adored. Um, and then, yeah. you know, Rediscover now... Rediscover yourself, basically. And that's exactly what it was, Isabel. That's exactly what it was. And you know what? It was the best thing I've done. It was the mm-hmm. best... You know, I had the luxury of doing that, of course. I had mm-hmm. the very much luxury of doing that. Um, but, you know, I did have those moments where I sat on the couch, um, probably watching an old episode of MASH or something like that, and, <laughs> and thinking what do I want to do? Do I want to train to become a helicopter pilot? Do I want to mm-hmm. do, you know, do I want to go into professional career coaching? Do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? And ultimately mm-hmm. I fell back to where my passion is. And that is leading a sales team, managing a sales team, um, you know, doing a couple of, uh, you know, just helping from a sales management point of view, which I really, really adore. That's my passion. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and in technology, which is, which is what I love. So, mm-hmm. um, it, you know but then I would have loved to have actually gone into a solution and thought right here's my skill sets here's what Thanks. I don't have um this is what I'm passionate about spit out yeah. this and that's what I need to do oh I need to go and study ancient Greek to do that do I okay well I, I can go and do that so sorry mm-hmm. I'm rambling on but I can just see the value to this and um as a business owner and and, and you know of a startup and so forth, I can understand your passion and and I think the world's your oyster, quite frankly. I think there's so much of an opportunity there, and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to to watching with great interest for sure. Um, thank you, Isabel. Thank you so much for that overview. I, I, you know, we could we could spend hours on it, I'm sure. And, and, um, you know, I, I, I would, I would dare say that 99.9% of the listeners, what we've spoken about today, will resonate with them somewhere somehow. I've got no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, I'm, I, you know, if people do have any questions or whatever, I want them to send them to me because I, I, I just think this topic is so ripe right now, especially with what we've gone through with COVID, but just the abundance of training opportunities out there, but the abundance mm-hmm. of jobs. Like you say, in the States alone, there's 12 million job jobs um, jobs out there being posted, but there's only so- yeah. seven million looking for jobs. So, you know, how do we how do we make up that delta? you know, exactly. who, or, or do we have to consolidate positions or whatever? So, and maybe we consolidate positions. We can help enterprise by consolidating positions because we've trained them or trained individuals to do those jobs, to, you know, more efficiently yeah. or better or whatever. So exactly, I can exactly. see the value. I can see the value. I'll stop rambling. Um, thank you so much for that. I, I, I really, I really do um, appreciate you running through um
0: you know, the, and thank the you so much for having me. I think it's a, you know, I'm passionate about it. I'm happy you feel the same. I think it's everybody's top of mind today and happy also to answer any questions that people may have.
1: Yeah, um, we'll, we'll keep you. You're not going to get away that easy, though. I do have my quick fire three questions at the end of the podcast, which okay. I'm going to fire at you now. Okay, um, go ahead. And, and, and so, my, my first one for you is Do you have a
0: hero? My my grandmother actually, I'm <laughs> boy, she's ninety nine she? and still kicking. Wow. Yes, wow. I just visited her. Yeah, yeah. She has an amazing story of, uh, and she's she's really kind of an inspiration for me. As a, I, I talk to her every day, just for a second. Just you are okay? Yes, okay. Bye. She doesn't have any you know patience to talk to me. or never had, but she's uh, like so determined, and and I learned a lot from her.
1: Absolutely. I think that's great. I, yeah, like I. Like I say to, to, to my kids, um, you know, they've, they've been lucky to know their four grandparents, um, yes, you know, exactly. until, recent, until recently. Um, mm. um, and I miss my grandfather who, what, he'd be uh, 115 or whatever now he would be if he was still yeah. around. But I would love, to, I'd give anything to have a couple more minutes with him, you know, and just exactly. have a chat. So you're very lucky and I, I, I think that's fantastic. That, that, what, a great, what a great hero and role model for sure. Um, if you could travel back in time or forward, which one would you take?
0: Forward, always look forward. Love that. <laughs> Love I that. I never, I never reflect back and say, "Oh, I didn't do this or that." I think everything we're doing is for you know is helping us, and we're learning from it, and we just need to take the, the lessons and and uh, implement. And I always look you know in the future and say, "Okay, we'll do a lot, and there's so much to be done." Uh, yeah, it's exciting.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I I think that's fantastic. Um. But there's always the DeLorean going back and getting the uh, the book that gives you all the race winners for the next 20 years. Would always be nice. Wouldn't it? <laughs> but, uh, anyway, the, the last one I have, Isabel, and 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 again, thank you so much for your time today. But um, aside from necessities, toothbrush and, and all that kind of stuff, what is one thing you cannot go a day without?
0: Oh, is it food? I'm always relating things to food. Um, um... We'll
1: get on quite well then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i you know in terms of necessities things that are tangible yeah so i would say my computer of course yeah uh, or my phone actually it's it's more my my whole world is, is this computer the right answer would be my kids of course and my family of course, of course, of, course of course but that's an obvious one right <laughs> yep.
1: yeah that's the but- easy one if you didn't say that you, <laughs> yeah, you'd yeah. probably cop it but uh no i absolutely i i i think you know Again, 99.9% of people would say, oh, definitely my phone. Definitely exactly. my phone. You know? No,
0: without my phone, I, nothing is there. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Money, fine. You Not know, everything, yeah. You know, traveling now. I, I travel oh nothing now apart from a passport and a phone. Exactly. You know, it's just exactly. so easy. Isabel, I have thoroughly enjoyed our our um, half an hour, 40, 40 minutes almost of Me too. Um, it was great to open up
0: with you we should do that more often
1: absolutely i love it i seriously I, you've got me hooked on 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 retrain i i'm i you know obviously it resonates with me because of my son but um um but there's many many millions of kids out there and I, and it's only because it's so top of mind of course but yes you know the 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 skills gap, you know, we speak about this. I'm in the tech industry, as you know, and and I'm part of um, the non-for-profit in the tech industry called CompTIA, which is a a big organization. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a non-for-profit organization, you know, helping the tech industry. And, you know, we have spent hours, if not days talking about the skills gap. How do we, Mm -hmm. how do we fix the skills gap? How do we fix the skills gap? And, and there is no Harry Potter magic wand there isn't um, but what there is is solutions like yours that can can show us where those gaps are um, exactly. and, and, and and try and consolidate and and I think this is this is a product and and this is an industry that's uh, that's only going up and, and I'm looking forward to following it immensely
0: yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to to talk again. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you Isabel have a wonderful wonderful day and and good luck with retrain to you and your team and uh, I look forward to catching up again sometime soon. Perfect. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. I want to thank Isabel for speaking to me today and her thirst for learning is so infectious. Fancy training to be a lawyer and then going on and getting an MBA and then also graduating from NYU in ethical AI is just something that's inspiring for everyone and just her passion for her business and also the learning and training of staff within corporate and enterprise is just really inspiring as well. You know, it's a $180 billion business, US corporate training, and I can see where retrain.ai sits within the market and how it can bring new skills to so many people in the marketplace. Thanks again for listening to the Vanguard podcast. Remember, we have guests from all industries to help inspire you and just learn something new within your business. And I hope you listen to us and join us for the next episode. Remember, take care, stay safe. And keep on innovating.